Welcome to the Mindful Surfer Podcast. Myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam, the not gyro-wearing Morgan, um, because we're outside, but you haven't got your gyro on. No, I'm not buying into the fad anymore. No. I'm just going to wear. I'm, I'm just going to wear a coat. <laughs> Lucky to see a northern bloke in a coat. Yeah, this time of year should be my shirt sleeves. Once it hits Feb, straight into your undies. Sun's out, guns out. Straight into your mankini. Can we talk about that though? By the way, I, I'm still recovering because I was the victim of a a dick pic that was sent to me by a tourist. Yeah, I know. You did get a dick pic. You, <laughs> you got dick picked. And I've only just recovered. <laughs> and what a giant dick it was, because um, it was mine. And it was it was quite funny. I haven't laughed that hard for a long time, actually. It was it was genuinely funny. Uh, I was in Tenerife only last week, uh, and I'm taking a lovely video. <laughs> <laughs> we have to share this. I'm, lo- I'm, ta- I'm taking a lovely video of my apartment. Uh, jacuzzi tub on the right-hand side, and then you've got a little place to leave your boards on the left. and da-da-da. Beautiful view uh, out over uh, the Atlantic Ocean with the waves in the background. And as I'm scanning so around... So far, so good. So far, so good. And I'm scanning around this video. I'm going round, going round. And then I didn't, I didn't realise that it was reflective glass as I'm recording. And I'm absolutely starkers. So my nine-inch nine uh, snake <laughs> is on full view for everyone to see in the, in the video. It's just, I just didn't see it. And then when you replied in the group, I said, like, what? And then I looked a bit closer and I zoomed in. I was like, thank fuck I didn't put that on Instagram. Oh, you should have done. I mean, we Would should have, have a vote whether to put it on there. It, we should stick it on there anyway. It was that safety glass that pre- prevents, uh, protects people from falling over. But it would have been better off just removing it, really. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't protect me or the rest of the boys <laughs> in the group. I think oh, Tiago's had to go into therapy, hasn't he? He's, he's, yeah, he's still there. Yeah. He's still talking about it. <laughs> rocking, <laughs> rocking side to side. <laughs> but no, welcome back. Yeah, mate. Somebody's, no, been, good to be somebody, back. somebody's been on a surf trip. Yeah, I have been on a surf trip. It was good fun. We had good waves uh, at the start and fun waves at the end. The stuff in between was all looking really good, but we'll come on to that more later in the show around perception, how it can affect it when it does affect everything. And and in surfing, more than any sport, I feel like it's, it's uh, oh, it's good and oh, it's bad. And how that actually, well, really? What is someone else's um, good is someone else's bad. And what someone else's bad is someone else's good. And it, there's that whole conversation that goes on. But I overall had a really nice time. And actually, <clears throat> the big thing for me, the big, big thing, the big overall philosophical thing I want to mention in this introduction that we do, we go around the houses, we philosophize, is, is gratitude. Because it's really about the love I have for my wife, as well as the love I have for surfing, because that's the yin and yang. And in being able to nourish a relationship that's there, when you then come back from a surf, it's got a feel to it that is whole and wonderful. And that, and that really, really, really reminded me of that on that trip. It was a, it was a wonderful. So therefore, you know, I could, like I said to you, when I got over to here today, Liam, before we recorded, I could have done the trip wherever. If there was like, you know, two, three foot crumbly cold waves there, but then coming back to bed to hang out with my wife would have been just as fun. Yes, it wouldn't have been as sunny and as warm and whatever, but um, it was a reminder of gratitude. And I think it's this thing where when we're forging our surfing lives, it's it's reminding ourselves that actually so much of why um, we end up enjoying our surfing more and more as the years go on is because we're enjoying life more and more. I think you can, the two, the two have to surely go hand in hand. I think if you think about it, you say, well, how, how could someone enjoy their surfing more and perform, by the way, and perform better as the years go on? Well, you would say it would be that they would be enjoying their life more. Because of course, when you take good stoke into the water with you and you're not waiting and relying on the ocean to provide it for you, you'll, you'll, you'll be the guy sudden, oh, I'm in the right spot again. You know, it's, it, is, it is vibrational. Uh, it's a vibration. You attracting, you're attracting vibrational material. Waves are waves of energy. Well, vibrating energy. It's a bit like this Andy Martin book that I was speaking about last episode as well, and it kind of picks it up, and we've talked about it a lot, and surfers get this, right? And um, that, it, like life, like, you know, it doesn't exist unless you're on it. The wave 
the, the like you know life this is your wave this is your ride so the more you try and enjoy it and 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 ex- embrace that kind of transient nature that you know and the scarcity that comes with kind of searching for waves but also the scarcity of like good, good times and leaning into good times in in life as well it's that you you recognize that it's not forever and therefore it's to be embraced wholeheartedly um and then the sort of flippant bit is like uh like uh, lewis said you know uh, surfing the ocean's like the best pub in the world, right? Mm. So you go there, you spend loads of time, often with your mates, but you come back a better person and you bring that joy and that energy and the good vibes because it's all about vibration in and out of the water. If you elevate that, and surfing helps you to elevate that, and you carry that back on land, you, you, your life is good. That's, mm. that's, a, that's the good time. But we forget that. We get so bogged down mm. in the like, and like even into surf, you apply the, you take the low vibe of, of, of off of, of land sometimes into the ocean. And that's when we start judging that it's a bad wave. It's a good mm. wave. It's, a, it's mm. just great transient energy that we get on and we ride. And once it's gone, that wave will, the same wave will never exist, you know? That's what makes it so special. And it was, and we do, I mean, listen, we're listening to this show, we're recording this show um, because we love surfing so much. And and when you love something that much, um, it's also really stressful. And I remember when we landed, um, we we suddenly found ourselves in an apartment that was completely different to previous ones where we locate ourselves. I thought, let's go to a different location. And we happened to be a long, long way from where I like to surf in terms of a walk. For me, I like to only make it you know, two, four, six minute walk to, to the waves when we're, when we're there. Um, but this is, we, as the, as the cab driver went up the next hill and then the next hill and he's going around the corner to the next hill and we're doing this kind of like loop going up and up and up this kind of side of this mountain. My heart was like, oh man, what have I booked? Because I know where those waves are and this whole trip has suddenly changed. And it's amazing that, that, the the feeling that I had, I'd lo- I'd love to be able to get to a point in my life where I don't have this pre-surf tension because we 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 got there. It's all yeah, fine. We're on holiday, isn't it? So relaxing. Well, as a surfer, after your first surf, it's relaxing. Yeah, it's it's this weird pre-match thing. anxiety. It, oh, it so is. And you're in a new country. It could be pumping. Could be crowded. Could be local. Could be you know sharp reef. And it looks like paradise too. You can see the waves and there's the excite- mix of excitement too. But it, it's the big one is expectation. Your, your expectations are through the roof. And, and, it's, and it's being mindful of that. And I was utterly mindful of that. I was, except at the same time, it, it still was triggering me. So it's a very interesting thing, awareness. You can be as aware as you want, but still be getting triggered. I was just, and I was completely aware of the whole time as I'm doing my board and as I'm getting it ready and as, as I'm finding myself getting stupidly frustrated about the crazy amount of sweat coming from my ball sack in my wetsuit. By this point, I'm, I've been like in, in this funky little garage that the Airbnb provided in the sort of semi-dark, stumbling around, twatting the nose of my board on the side of walls, like, oh, fuck, and trying to get the fins in and sweating everywhere. And like, it was this kind of very, very unparadise, like real stark real insight into what life actually is like just in general but also when you're a surfer you get to a hot country it's not all bells and whistles and joy like you can get in your board ready where have we got to go you got all the jet lag of the flight you got all the and then the walk down there it was a really funny walk because the entire walk i was about 12 paces ahead of my wife and i kept having to then stop pause i realized i was walking really 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 quickly and the whole walk because I'm in such a froth of getting in the sea. You didn't do the you didn't do the Will Foster run run to the sea. And I did, leave I, everybody I, else I, behind. I didn't do that, and that is a classic trick of mine: leaving everyone in in my wake. No, I walked quickly, but I'd also done it where I'd in, I was in such a frothy haze. I just sacked off shoes. I had no shoes. I had no spare clothes. I was in my wetsuit like an absolute kook, dripping. You know, with the suit even done up, it was it was full coot mode with my board in my hand, walking, 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 walking. And then when I finally, finally got in the sea, um, the sense of relief was just, oh, it was divine. And that first surf really was quite special. And it was on the shortboard. And Liam, when was the last time you rode your shortboard? Oh, like 1936. So it was the third... <laughs> 
<laughs> was it pre-World War? Yeah, just before the just, uh, just, before just before it the, all broke. Just just before all the shit hit the fan. Just yeah. before the shit um, hit the fan. Just no, before they invaded Poland. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The pre-Polish uh, uh, shortboard. No, I wrote the last <laughs> time I rode. Uh, it is a shortboard. That Al, Al Merrick flyer um, was in uh, Cornwall, and it's probably like I don't know, year and a half ago, and it was a great surf. I loved it. Um, but um, I really want to get back on that. shortboarding is is for me it challenges the can I surf can I do this can I and, and the answer is often no um, but like we you know if you don't get the repetition and practice in if you don't say surf the same board over and over again and you don't surf like same board different waves kind of thing you can't get the practice in to kind of it takes you a while to get back up maybe that's the thing you go on a trip and you're like oh I need another four weeks here to get get this dialed it's true, and I think um, the board that I was on. So I was I, I lay I lay on the the six three. I've been riding mid lengths in the seven six range. So I laid on this six three, and it was so humbling. I I I honestly felt like I was going to sink. And the first wave I went for, I actually I, I stood up. And that was fine. That bit when I went down the line a little bit, it, it, it was it was like learning learning a new sport again. It's like I'd forgotten how to ride a bike. It, it was surreal. The level of kookiness was just wild. And then it was about my fourth or fifth wave. And what I realized was what shortboards do, and you get some like Ombi talk about this, shortboards arguably make you have to surf the wave better. Now, mid lengths, I think, do that too. I think what happens with hybrids, which is the board in between those two, is they don't. Because hybrids, like a sort of puddle jumper, is a hybrid or Puddle Jumper HP, those kinds of boards where it's a flat rocker, quite a nice wide tail. What those boards have is what I call a really large sweet spot. So you can kind of stand wherever you want on the board, kind of just wiggle your way through and the board just kind of does the rest. Mm. It's, 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 a, mm. it's a, that's why they're so, so, in fact, mm. in reality, if you look at, let's say, the 22 million surfers on the planet and you were to whittle down what is the most popular board in the history of boards for surfers in general, it would be a flattish rocker, mm. slightly lifted nose, widish tail, 6-0, probably. Super groveler. So, so basically a grovelly type, but which, mm. which we all love. We love, they get up and go, they've got speed, you can still do good little turns. It's this all-rounder this, this all vibe. Whereas what short boards are, and I certainly think what mid-lengths are, are they're harder boards to surf. Because mid-lengths kind of have a, a big sweet spot but of course they don't really with a mid-length if you really want it to turn you have to be really compressed you have to move your hands really well you have to turn around the corner like you have to have good technique rail to rail and you have to be really really far back so your back foot has to be compressed so 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 they they are really good for that they're obviously taking off on a mid-length easier where it's very very different on a short board is to a mid-length is of course you don't have to be quite so compressed in the back foot but what you do need to be is standing on the tail pad. If your foot on a shortboard is a little bit up and across or a little bit up of the tail pad or maybe a little bit too forward or wherever, you can't turn the board and, and it just won't move and it just feels really, really, really odd. So you have to have, rather than have loads of compression at the back foot, you have to at least have your foot over the pad and your front foot in just the right place. And if either are just a bit off, Mm. wow it's wild how difficult it is to turn but if you get that right and you set your line add a couple of turns that i was like oh and what it is i feel like with short boards is that you've got to ride the wave and approach the wave with a total acceptance is the way i put it there's no cheating there's no pumping through flat sections there is only ride the pocket when you stand up on a shortboard, you have to have taken off at the peak, not the shoulder. You can't catch it on the shoulder. So you're taking off at the peak, so your head needs to be up, and you can't take a wide arc. You can't take off on a shortboard and, and take a and take a horizontal arc into the wave because immediately you'll just you'll stop. So you have to be taking off nose to the beach, come round the pocket, see where the lip is, and then quickly bring it back to the foam. Bang. Next one, do the same. Next one, do the same. And it actually, in the end... Riding my shortboard became a really, really fun thing to do because it made me realize how much more powerful my surfing has gotten since riding a mid-length. So if I was going to coach people on this and you're getting into that proper intermediate bracket of surfer, I would say to people, 
overall, find a mid-length or two that can improve your rail surfing and your power. So when you transition into rail and how, how powerful you can make that maneuver, then when the opportunity arises, rather than jump onto your hybrid, I think jump straight onto your shortboard. Mm. It's a, I think the, 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 the transition between mid-length, shortboard, mid-length, shortboard is a really, really nice one. Because the mistake, I think, in some ways is to go, no, I'll, I'll jump down to my hybrid. But actually, the hybrid is the ultimate cheating board. Of course it is, yeah. So you're still going to get that. But in the end, again, if you're talking about the kind of things that we talk about, what the fuck does it matter anyway? If you're having a good time, you're having a good time. That's all that really matters. I just think with surfers sometimes, I've mentioned this many times in the show, but I'll mention it again. Uh, it's It's... What I really want to urge surfers to do is just keep pushing your comfort zone on your boards. I really do, do, do recommend that, that, that because what it's the one thing or one of the things that is in our control. You can't say, oh, I want the waves to be eight feet on the weekend to test my comfort zone. Or I want them, the waves to be, you know, more crowded and localized to test my comfort zone. I want the waves to be, the, I want the waves. No, you can't control all that. You can control your boards. I think it's worth saying, as Kale's Bock was talking about, when we talk, when you're talking about shortboard, Will, what you mean is high performance shortboard. High performance. Because short, yeah. some people say, "Oh, I've got a, f- I've got a shortboard," but it's still well a, said, Liam. But yeah, it, yeah. it can still be a grov. It's not about the length; it's about the totally. dimensions and the performance aspect of it, rocker and all that sort of thing. You have a very short hybrid slash groveler um, that that is e- easier to serve than a longer mid-lengthy kind of performance outline and dimension so absolutely so you got your h hpsbs or whatever and then you just got your grovelers and, and then and then there's grovelers yeah. and then there's bit that's yeah. right that's right and i think it's a, it's a nice way of doing it i think that what it felt like was happening was i was just i was i was having surf mid length so much now i when i turn a mid because you have to be so much more powerful and more compressed and you have to stay in that compressed powerful position for longer so your hands have to be better. You can't flail and flap your hands like, hey, yeah. remember the one that we've joked about? Jazz hands. Hey, I'm over here. Yeah. Like you can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that on a mid because mids turn so slowly, but so powerfully that as you go to turn the mid, your hands have to be low yeah. and in front and doing that whole coffee cup thing like Ombi talk about. So it's a, it was a cool, it was a really cool thing that, but I would say to anyone if you're looking at mid-lengths, is, is that definitely they're not all built the same. They do all come with different performance characteristics. I've got this new one that we've not even talked about in the show yet that I, I did take to um, Tenerife, which is it called a mid-six. And it's a much, much more rockered version of the mid I have been riding. And I think you surfed that. The, my last surf, because that's yep. interesting. You know, you've, you've surfed lots and I've, I've had a big break from it, really, with uh, with the number of things that we'll get onto. But um, the surf we did just before you went, that was, and you surfed it in junkier waves, and then you took it to Tenerife with much more high performance waves. Um, and it wasn't working as well, was it, in the sort of sloppier stuff that we get at home? Really wasn't. So I would say that if you're looking at getting a mid, yeah, you you want to if you want to get your standard go to mid for just everyday waves if they haven't got much mm. energy and push and power like in this country yeah, essentially yeah. anything sort of I'd say head high and below um, it's got to be one of those flat rocket yeah. ones and my Big Baron the JS Big Baron check that one out that is a very very flat rocket cruiser mid length depending on what size you, you get it you can get it smaller and it would still like rip more but my 7.6 JS Big Baron and it's, and it's similar dimensions my 7.6 is 21 and three quarters by sort of two and three quarters. And then my mid six is seven, six by 21 and by two and three quarters. So it's only like a half inch or three quarters of an inch narrower, but there's just so much more rocker. Yeah. And the mid six has really reminded me of the impact that rocker has. Rocker slows you down, but therefore it means that when the waves are really punchy, you, you need to be slower because you need to be trying to stay so much closer to the pocket and need to be trying to pivot more. If a board's got rocket, it's going to pivot better. Well, you can also, this is a Clayton thing as well, but also uh, as my surfing's improved, I've got much more in tune with this concept because I, I, I made this mistake before as well for a long time, is surfing and using gravity to be, using the sort of the ramp of the wave, so from high to low. <clears throat> and a lot of what 
we do as surfers often, and I look at myself doing this, is we surf really low in the uh, on the wave face, like below the optimal kind of point where you can pump and get gravity. And, and, and the bit that's improved me as I've gone along exponentially is the understanding of that principle of how to sit high and how to generate speed. My speed generation mm-hmm. is way better. And what, what happens, I think, Will, to your point there, is on, um, on grovelers and perform- and, and especially on the foamies that I've loved, is this very forgiving for that kind of, you can surf low, you can, you can get away with being in the suboptimal part of the way, which is why they're good for people at the beginning and that sort of thing. But you can get into lazy habits then. Oh. If you then get those things into, you know, that's why if you get a growler into that power zone where you can, dro- you can pump and drop, 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 uh, use the gravity to sort of generate speed, you're absolutely flying. Oh man. They're super fast. Um, but with a shortboard, you're right. You know, the times I've kind of, surf them and and kind of dial my brain into the change of that is making sure pocket surfing absolutely but that using the gravity of uh well using gravity and the slope of the wave to get that up and down rather than yeah. racing away down the face totally. of the wave and losing all pa- like you say losing all power because they're it, not as forgiving in that respect it's so t- and i think what we do as surfers is we get obsessed with the future yeah you've taken off obsessed with the futures the, with the futures, we take off, and before we know it, we want to be in that part of the wave, and then that part of the wave, and then and, and we're not actually just looking at the part of the wave we're on. It's like anything. Well, honestly, I think it's it, such a game of presence surfing, and just look at the section you're approaching, and and this is definitely a big thing. And you, you, I've been through it myself, especially in 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 cha- more challenging waves mm-hmm. as as we've gone through the gears. Is fear? Get, you know, there is an element that instinctively you're trying to get away from the power pocket because it's a frightening place if you haven't dialed in mm-hmm. even though it's not really once you get into it but for uh, the when conditions get, get, get more challenging but there's an instinct in uh, you know surfers who are in that improve a bit to try and get get away from the bit that looks the bit that looks sort of chunkier and gnarlier is the bit that you want to be in often to kind of get the speed and the generation the speed generation the improvements of, of, of your surfing but and the grovelers help you get away from that danger zone in a way that you think in your mind is the danger zone when you need to be more uh, closer to it to get the better ride out of the way. Totally. So yeah, we we as surfers have, have often, if you're listening to this and you kind of think, oh, I always try and get away from that bit. Is the more you put yourself into that pocket, mm-hmm. the better the the better the better the wave. Often the better the surfing. And, so uh, true. But you know, instinctively, you sometimes like, oh my god, I don't want to be there. <laughs> When you, there. when you really surf the power pocket on a wave, it, it, it is such uh, an adrenaline rush. Yeah. If you get it on a decent size and you really try and surf it close to the power and you keep coming back to that barrel, that foam, and then re-enter, nose to the beach, get that next carve in, don't hesitate, hit that foam again. It's such a rad experience. But the thing is, what I really wanted to uh, point out there, Liam, when you were talking about foamies as we discuss about boards, it's such an important thing to mention. Good God, I wish, I fucking wish in my 20s and my early 30s that I'd listen to a podcast like this. If someone had said this and I just, whilst holding the wheel, being like, fuck. Because we are, all of us, either too far down that, oh, it's easy, it's fun, because I just want to have fun, road, to boost confidence and just joy. Okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> of course I do. Or, driving our performance goals too far the other way. So it's finding that middle. And that middle is the art of surfing. It's the hardest thing to find. And when you find it, it it's so precious, you then want to recreate it. And of course you can't. Because you go, right, well, I had that surf then. Like the mid-six surf that I had, but weirdly, the best surf I had in the last few weeks was the one I had before going away. And it was on the mid-six, this high-performance rocket mid-length at Watergate Bay, uh, it's not a secret spot. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Watergate Bay, pushing tide. Judging ba- by the numbers that I've seen, yeah, it's definitely not. It was the, the least, least. Oh, it's just right there. Um, gets crowded. But there was no one in. It was double overhead, for sure. Pumping sets, good ball shapes. Pretty much barreling, in fairness. And I was right, right on the edge of my ability and flow experience and big drops and I was getting vertical snaps and I was riding the wave right back to the power source and so on. Great. Lovely. Done. Um, 
I want that again. I want that again. And then the very next surf, I was out with you on the same board. I thought, yeah, no, it'll be, be fun. Surely it'll work in my home break, which is about a quarter of the power. I, it was such a, a pig of a surf. And I just had still had a really fun time. Can't say I didn't have a great time. I still exercise, still hung out with you, still in nature. You know, we've got to focus on all those positives because as surfers, God, we get so, oh, so focused I on a, them. I had a great time. You were on your Mick Fanning. Yeah which just guarantees a good time. Yeah. And that was the absolute right board. But the thing about boards is... Best compliment I've had, by the way, is Ivor, who is a local Yeah, he's a local legend. legend, yes. Ivor, if you're listening, we love you. Came over. He might deny this now. I'm going to say it. He said, Dan. I thought it was Will, that. <laughs> well, listen, if that's a compliment, my good with, God. With one, of, with one of the waves as he paddled out and I was sort of... Uh, it, it's a great board for those sloppy days. Such a good board. But the point about this conversation is... You were performing better that day. There's what's there, and therein lies one of the most interesting art forms of surfing, and one of those interesting aspects of how you choose your boards. <clears throat> because there is going to be a board we all have in our quiver that we know we'll always surf well on. We'll have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. But you get to that powerful bit and you'll race past it. Yeah. Here's the next question philosophically Does it matter that you race past it or not? Well, what's interesting is we adapt as humans and we always want a bit more. And we always want novelty. Novelty is the driver of humanity. Just that next, oh, what's it like around the corner over at the next valley? Is it going to be better food? Is it prettier women? Is it, you know, whatever. You're driven by this evolution of like novelty and change and growth and making things happen. And, and, and you bet your bottom dollar, if you got yourself on a really fun peak, on your McFanning, day after day after day after day, you know, eventually, if the waves then got a little bit more powerful and it started presenting steeper and steeper pockets you'd you'd start to go oh actually now i'm getting a bit bored of going past that i want to see if i can attack well, it 100 percent. and that's what's so interesting in how we are a surfer like trying to find that balance well it's it's the it's that Taoist thing of finding the path isn't it? that is the that's path right that's is that right. line because flow is the bit that gets you just enough mm-hmm. like to 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 tune out of everything you, you know you, you your flow state gets you into that place that is well you're not in any place, you're no one, you're in no time. And sort of the board and the conditions combined can put you either into that state um, and, and allow you to sort of access that sort of cheat code into mindfulness, as we always say, or it can lift you out of that state because you're too concerned about whether it's the right board or whether it's the right conditions or is it too punchy or is it too weak or you're under-foamed or you're over-foamed or you've got the right fins. In. So all of those things, you can either be in too much order where it's too easy and <clears throat> everything's sort of not very challenging and therefore it's not very exciting and you're not getting flow because you just kind of it's just meh uh, or, or you can be in too much chaos where everything is churning and your mind's churning and you your body's not prepared for it and, uh, you know all of the stuff that's more kind of chaotic in, in nature and vibration and that lifts you out of the bit that is you know the portal if you like into kind of just just being be here now that mm. bit mm. and you are you aren't anybody and you aren't really in any place so you're surrounded and immersed by this great thing and there's no time and time's just like mm. the concept of time disappears so but to get that that's the holy grail isn't that's the so bit that we're all chasing requires some of those dialing in mm. up or out of everything from boards to conditions it's so true and, and in order to stay and remain consistent in your flow experience in surfing it's Two things, always, that we discuss on this show. It's a calm mind and a fit body. Yeah. If you have a calm mind and a fit body and your board's not working for you on a given day and you're starting to lose the present moment and you're thinking about the future and like, oh, this fucking surf and I've been wanting this surf for a couple of weeks. I haven't surfed much and now it's like this and it's like your mind's going down a negative spiral. A mind that's calm is a mind that's present. You're present with it. You're breathing. You're breathing and you slightly switch up your tactics you stop going for those outside bombs and you sit further in and you there's these little steep pockets and you adjust the way you surf a bit and you that came from the mind. Then the body allows you wave count. It allows you to compress better and it allows you to be an, an adaptive genius. You've got to, as a surfer, there are so many fucking things outside your control. It's at, the variables are mental. So if you have a calm mind, and a fit body, you've got at least the best, best tool possible to keep adapting, 
keep adapting, keep adapting. You've got to be so sharp, so on it. If you want to get those surfs, it's not, it, we, as we know, surfers, we'd love it to be. Rock up to the beach, you get your two-hour slot, the waves are going to be head high, yeah. it's going to be like trestles, and you go home. Can you imagine if that was, not only, well, that would be a real fun thing to do for a while, but not only would it then obviously wear thin, but it's not life, except for wave pools. It's why wave pools are such interesting situations for surfers when we look at them yeah. even though ours is sort of not really quite what we'd love it to be but the point is is, 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 is so much of what we discuss in this show and we're going we're gonna to come to that later in the show about mind about body how to raise the stoke how to raise the stoke is to take care of your mind and take care of your body well also the at f- all times I think there's a you know and again we were just chatting before the show where a lot of this stuff has been said for thousands of years but we sort of seemingly forget it or don't Oh, don't repeat it. or we teach the wrong things the idea of a the healthiest body being the foundations of a sort of calm mind it's like the building blocks isn't it you know the, and, and and it seems like too easy a hack um but you know if you're feeling a bit you go and do like 30 weighted squats and you'll definitely have lifted your mood a little bit or you go and surf, you might feel better. So I'm not saying it's as easy. You know, there are definitely significant mind issues that people face. But there is no, it's not going to be, I don't think it's made worse by getting a fit and healthy body. I think it sort of, a fit and healthy body helps to put you in much more of a sort of calm state of mind. Totally. You can't, you've got to do the mind work as well. Don't get me wrong. There's no question the breath work, the mind work, the mm. nutrition. But there is a part of the kind of pyramid of repair for, 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 for busy mind and, 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 and sort of chaotic mind, which I've had. And I know a lot of people who listen to this have had and, and is improvement in physical mm. um, foundations relative to your age and your state. I'm not saying, this is not about like aesthetic uh, b- body uh, uh, work. <clears throat> it's about functional fitness for surfing mm, or life mm. that makes you feel more resilient. Totally. Uh, and, and, and resilience is a big thing that we overlook and tough you know again going back to like eastern philosophies it's a bit of a struggle sometimes mm. surfing and life but the fitter and the more prepared you are for it in mind and body well the more you access that middle line and you're not either too ordered or too chaotic massively hey hope you're enjoying the show if you connect with what we do here at the mindful surfer why not share it with your friends or go on over to itunes and leave us a review because the more ratings we have the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. And I think it's um, it's such a test of mind, surfing. I've got to mention a story in the trip that I just had um, that I went out to a wave that is, is super localized, really powerful, very famous, it's called Billboards. It's a right-hand reef break. And I set up my Dornies for surfing it I, you know I like to go in there as early as possible so I can at least maybe grab even just two there is is gonna last for the rest of my life the memories it's that special it's like a freight train power barrels like an like a, like an Indonesian right hander it is absolutely amazing and I got in there early I was on the shortboard and I really had to hustle to to find a little bit of rhythm. It was about half an hour and I'm like one or two waves in. And then those two waves weren't the set waves yet. They I, they were just inside little scratchy ones. One with like a little floater, one with little like a r- little turn maybe. Apologies, by the way, listeners, if you're getting a little bit of sound feedback. Stop farting. So it is not me farting profusely, even though I did get a bug on my trip. Um, <laughs> but um, then the moment came and the the pack had all had their fill and, and then this is what made, made that surf so challenging because the, the, normally the sets were coming in in kind of twos threes fours which is just not enough for a pack of six dedicated locals who are not going to give you shit on those four like you're just not going to they'll just paddle right past you i'm not going to it's not the whole like wait your turn go and have another go here's your next turn they will just drop in on you which i kind of go yep yeah, come to accept that about those kind of spots and that's cool um, but on this occasion, it was about a set of maybe seven or even eight bombs. And I absolutely fucked it. And it was just nerves. And it was the, it was the pack. I'm not, I'm not the, the kind of guy, if I'd been on my own, I'd have gone. I'd, I'd, I'll go on a lot of waves. 
um, you know, I've got that mm. big wavy type person in me. It was like triple overhead. It was gonna barrel. It was it was just a it was a f- monumental wave. <laughs> so that was enough adrenaline in itself. But I can commit to that. I don't mind that side. Just really commit. Look down the line. Commit. 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 But the boys, all the pack, were coming up the lip mm. in front. I think one of them even hooted, like in a nice way, mm. which made it even worse. And I went and the offshore wind, it just held me for too long. Normally, you just, what you do with, with, when that happens is you just, you just stay with your hands on the rail. Just wait. Eventually, you'll drop. And as I sort of dropped, I didn't. And then I went forward. Then I went back again. Then I, and the wave then just had gone. Mm. And, I, and I fucked it. And I was like, oh my God, that was my opportunity. And I'm in the water. And my heart is racing because it looked like a beauty. And I've just, as I've seen it go by, I've just seen a, a spit of spray come out the end of it. You know, when you see waves that good and they get this flume of spray. Mm. And I've seen that at the end of it, under you know, with the sunrise coming up the lip. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I just had to breathe. And we've spoken about this so much on this show. If there's one thing that listeners ever could remember from, let's say, our entire uh, process of, of doing this show together is learn to breathe better and learn to go to your breath when you're triggered uh, in any way, um, shape or form. And went to breath, bought my time, went to breath, bought my time. And I actually shut my eyes mm. at one point, which I know sounds a bit lethal because you're like, you really need to have your eyes open to, but you can normally hear and sense how these things are changing. If suddenly the pack all starts scratching, making splashing noises, you, you wake, open your eyes and there'll be a wave there. So you can kind of roughly tell, even with your eyes shut, what's going on. And I shut my eyes and I, and I breathed in, breathed out and did what we do on this show and what I teach my clients and so on. And I just let it go. And the thoughts in my head were so negative. And just watching them, just watch, just watch. It's not you. That's not your, you are not how you surf. And that's a fucking important thing. You know, there's a, there's a t-shirt surely to be made one day. You are not how you surf. Um, doesn't fucking matter. No one even gives a shit anyway, except your ego. Mm. And that's what's funny, isn't it? Like we actually think that other people care. They don't care. No one actually gives a, gives a shit. They're just interested in their own surf. Um, and I shut my eyes. I relax and I relax and I worked on it and I worked on it. And then I, I spontaneously opened them and there's a set that had just gone way wider than the pack had anticipated. And most of them missed it and fell off and da-da-da. And I got a second second crack at the whip and it was, it was this, and, and it, it was definitely the wave of my trip. And it, it will stand out in my memory because it will be that lesson we've all had where you're going to get challenged in life, whether it's that you can't surf very much at the moment through injury or money or time or whatever, or there's, there's relationship issues or or work struggles or whatever they may be. But I swear to God, if you just stay calm, the reason why you're going through that moment is because you need to go deeper. And when you go deeper, something happens, which is that you change your vibration. And you can only change that vibration at the deepest level when you get taken deeper. And when you get taken deeper is when you get triggered. You don't, None of us get uh, taken deeper when we're not being triggered. If, if life was always wonderful, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be ever going deeper. You would never be digging deep. It's when you have to then dig deep a bit that you have to just let everything go. And then in doing so, you really grow and then you sh- your whole vibration shifts and then bang, you attract this next wonderful event into your life. And I swear that wonderful event can only come after a tricky period. It doesn't work like that the other way around. Like it can't just be, you know, rainbows and, and, and unicorns every day. It's all wonderful all the time. Nah, has to go to the shit. In well, order to dig deeper, I agree. Otherwise, there is no. And there, therein lies the parallel of surfing. You know, it, if if it was pumping all the time, yep. exactly the same all the time, it wouldn't have the same. Of, and so, y- you need the flat spells, metaphorically, to enjoy the pumping days where you're with your mates and you have got loads of sunshine. So the, there's the, the, there is only uh, you know light and dark up and down you know it's there, there has to be an opposite at times and that you're right and some of those challenges that come along you think that they are the end of the world and that there's sort of that there's no there's no up from that place but there has to be in the same way that there's a down from the good so you just got to sort of go through it sometimes and, and like you say remind yourself that that's what's happening but it's very hard when you're in the thick of it it is 
you know. And I think if you are listening to this and you don't get to surf as much and you don't, that, that's not forever either, you know. No, it's so true. I mean, the one thing that would trigger surfers more than anything is not being to surf. Whether it's a flat spell or an injury or, or just work or lifestyle, whatever it is that you don't live by the waves, maybe, whatever. Well, even I've had it. I live by the waves. Do, and we've had do. some good waves and a combination of, yeah, work, but, you know, that's that's kind of sometimes a necessity and an excuse at the same time, mm. don't get me mm. wrong. But injury, uh, this shoulder injury and mm. this kind of uh, mm. sternoclavicular joint, gri- grit and sort of uh, discomfort has definitely stopped me doing the, sur- you know, it's just impaired my surfing a bit, not too much, but it's feedback. And... And then it stopped me doing my little micro exercise snacks that I like doing. I was just building up to more and more, which possibly is more dips, more more chins, more feeling strong, feeling strong. And it kind of brings it back. You don't know what it, you've got till it's gone, to quote the, the, the tune. And it's only in those moments that the, the, the feeling of just everything's okay. You don't realize how good that is until you've got an injury or a niggle. Um, even us talking about it all the time where I throw everything at it, red light, diet, movement, exercise, might go and see some physio. All of those things, you you still got to go through it till it get it's gonna be it's gonna be like that until it's better. And and then when it's when it's better again, you'll forget it was ever there. So it's but in those moments, it's how do you deal with it? What are you doing to deal with it? Do you just stop? Do you do something else? Do you you know and how does your mind react to that? Does it mean you just don't do anything? Well, no, you can do other things, you know. Um, does it mean you throw all of the good stuff out the window? No, you maybe dial the other stuff that you can control up, you know. Don't don't try and control the things you can't. Deal with the things that you can to get you through into the next bit. And ac- acceptance is the biggest thing. It's, the, it's definitely the biggest thing because it needs to be no mind yeah. to find the solution. What we do as humans is assume that we're so good at digesting information that we'll be able to decipher what set of complex or sometimes simple um, steps we're going to need to take to get yeah. something fixed. And that's all well and good. That's fine. We come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. But if your vibration, if your vibe isn't high enough during that plan because you've, you've now started to go down rabbit holes of what it might be, what it might be, what if this, what if that, what it, and what, oh, what if I'm missing that bit? And what if, oh, but that thing, that person says this and they say that and it can become, it, whenever you're trying to heal something like that, it can become really complex. You, you wonder like how many options are there out there to try and get something sorted? And that could be an injury. It could be a, a lifestyle issue. It could be anything. And what we do is we overthink. And we overthink and we overthink. And what that does is push away the answers even more. When we're in our, our, our state of bliss, suddenly, bang, out of absolutely nowhere, the answer will arrive. It's getting to that state. If we can get to that state of no mind, it's what Joe Dispenza talks about, that the universe, um, this other dimension, this dimension of vibration and energy is when you are suddenly then part of it, if you're vibrating at an, 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 at, at an energetic level that is the same as um, what it is you are looking to attract, you will, bang, you will find it. And it will come when you least expect it, in most peculiar way. So what we do as humans with our little minds our, and then our massive egos is go, no, I, can, I know the answer. No, I can. And we have these rigid beliefs and so on. But if you can notice all that bullshit, let the answers come. God, yeah. it's, it's so much easier. Well, we're easily manipulated into the fear vibration mm. as well, that kind of negative energy, complaining and fear and bleh, bleh. Mm. And that's not a good place to resonate. You know, if you kind of put you, you know, we, we put our woo-woo hats on, which, you know, we fully lean in and embrace, is that the, the lower you are, no, no, good things aren't happening. And, and, you know, the more people are sort of buzzing in that on that plane, the worse the whole places so the, 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 there, there is something in that kind of uh, theory of lifting everybody's vibe mm-hmm. when a vibe is high everybody feels it that's why the summertime is so you know generally speaking so good mm-hmm. and so it, it, but it takes some because we have a negativity bias don't mm-hmm. we to kind of lean into the either excuses or reasons why something's shit mm-hmm. something's crap it's not good uh, we should be worried about this and you know we all fall into that trap but if you can escape that and you put yourself, like the Spencer says, in a much more kind of, it's nothing. It's just, and then you start to raise it and you feel, uh, you feel more, you know, positive charge or positive emotions mm. or positive energy. Um, good things happen. Yeah. In and out the sea. 
So yeah, I mean that's kind of the the the, the woo space. But you 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 fall into uh, the trap of uh, me, me included. Oh, why is this happening to me? What is that? Yeah. Oh, ooh. and you've got to really work. That's the work on the mind. Massively, yeah. it's always gonna be the mind, and just being aware of it. Yeah, is enough. As soon as you notice it and you breathe and you breathe well, the body affects the mind in that way. You know, a calmer feeling body through good breath work slows thoughts down. Yeah. That's what happens. Your brain waves change. Yeah. But at the same time, it's fascinating this the invisible world of mind is also affecting the body. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be sharp enough to spot how thoughts are working, either in your favor or not. Be aware of them. So being aware of your thoughts also calms the body down yeah very fascinating well process that's the that, first... that you've got the body yeah. being affecting the mind the mind's also affecting the body most people understand how body affects mind they go oh i had a workout i feel better right so you feel better yeah where well i just i feel better well let's let's tune into that what would you specifically tell me well I, I, I think it's my mind well of course it is yeah your view of life is your mind Yes, there's energy going on, but the neuroreceptors are now wide open. There's all this positive hormones going on. And so what's happened is your, your perception of life is, is better. That's what's happened. So that's mind. That's how you view things. It's all through the mind. The other way around, people don't get as often. And that's the real work on it. It's, it's, the, it's the thoughts, the dark, weird, strange, repetitive, negative thoughts that are going on over and over and over and over. And I have done for many, 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 many years, mainly around fear that most people don't notice. So when yeah. you spot them, you stop them in their tracks, not because they're going to stop, they'll carry on. But once you have spotted them and see that there's this constant voice churning over and over the same types of messages all of the time, always looking for a problem. Once one problem's out of the way, next one's arrives. That's the nature of it. I laugh at my mind all the time. I'm like, good God, are we thinking about that now? I feel like I've done that. It, it's like a regular train, isn't it's it? It's just, it's like the a merry-go-round. 9.43 to yeah. worrying about what people think about you <laughs> is on time. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. I had this the other day where I'd sent a reply to someone who's a client who is also I'm, I'm really good fr- friends with. And my reply was something along the lines of not being able to meet up at the moment because they wanted to go for a walk. And, uh, which is totally valid. So I haven't got the time. But then my mind starts skipping into, well, maybe I should. And, you know, it's nice to keep that up and it's good for client uh, relationships. But, and, th- and I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa. And then I just noticed it, that my mind was doing this, making my body feel a bit funny. And I even said out loud, stop. Just stop. Carry on with your day. No one gives a shit. Honestly, they don't. Just, and just breathe. And then the next thought will pop in. And it's around work and, oh, what, what if those few clients all leave at once? And there's a massive uh, chunk of money just not, what if, what? Uh, and then, oh, and then again, stop, breathe. Once that's out the way, right, next. And then, oh, it, it, the injury, yeah, no, it's, it's niggling. It's bit, oh, actually, is it because I've eaten that? Oh, my God. Are you, t- are you so now what we've got here is this like, what well, it's like your, your body, your injuries, it's got your relationship, your money. You know, your work stuff, you've got like, you know, things like kids. And the, and then once one's out the way, right, the next one arrives. One's out the way, then the next one arrives. And I had this with a client yesterday. She's, um, she's got these relationship bits going on. Like we all do. Everyone's got relationship challenges. And um, I said to her, I said, I said, I won't mention her name, but I said um, to her, isn't it amazing that you would be no happier if you got this relationship thing sorted? And she kind of went, well, and we paused for a bit. There was a bit of silence. I said, because if it was, you'd still be there. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And she sort of smiled. And then we really laughed because it is very funny. It would be you. So if you got this thing sorted, it's, it, but, it's, but it's you. So how could anything change? Oh, by the way, if it's not you, can we swap you for someone else? We'll swap you for another lady. Then it might. But no, it's you. It'll be exactly the same. Said, yeah, but it will, be, it will be sorted. No, it won't. It's exactly the same because your mind has not changed Mm. your mind is the same if it's interpreting things through a fearful lens unconsciously not knowing it's doing it bang the next thing will arrive and it all right do you know what i love about this it's almost as if the moment the person has the hands on the trophy like when johnny wilkinson actually had his fucking fingers on the trophy of the world cup 
it's already on to the next. Yeah, because... Where is he anxious next? And that, that's, that's an unconscious mind. But, but whether you've summed it up there, the unconscious mind, it's the, the first step to all of this, so, you know, and this kind of just goes to surf performance as well, right? If you Every, oh, it relates to everything. awareness of what it... Just simple that, just an awareness. Just that's it. Just to not be... The simplicity of it. To not be blind to it. To know that... And you can't get rid of it. Yeah, people say, quieten your thoughts or stop your thoughts. They don't stop ever really it's about going oh here it is here it is that's i know what and and i and, and and i think this was from i forget who said this it's like saying is this any any use to me this thought is it what where's it where's it come from and is it doing me any good so you can ask those questions of yourself when those thoughts pop into you mm-hmm. where's that from and why and mm-hmm. is it going to do me any good and 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 once you're aware of it then you're on the road to recovery in any set but it has to be you doesn't it it's a bit like um you know people who give up drugs or alcohol and you only can do that when you yourself are aware of where you're at the problem that exists and you then combine that with a desire to improve it's a big time i totally agree and what's really interesting about the mind and i've had this with clients over a 20-year career and they do more and more mind work now with people than ever there's a perception from the outside looking in that, in, that, that, that firstly it's not necessary mm-hmm. at times but it always is every single human is suffering either to a greater or lesser degree it's a fact mm. with this thing called a mind everyone has an ego so I can absolutely guarantee you need this um, so firstly there's sometimes it's an oh it's un, this is unnecessary well okay fine that's the first thing the second bit is some, some people get a sense that it really is necessary but they're a bit scared that is even better because now you've got someone where the cr- the crack in the ego has appeared and the light is pouring in a bit. On that first person, like I said, the ego is in control. I don't need this. That is the that is the archetype ego saying it doesn't need to do stuff that makes it makes <laughs> makes it aware of itself. Because if it does, it would diminish. And it, of course, it is if it wants to do that. That's the very thing it doesn't want to do. It's trying to control everything in its life. So. But when the crack has appeared and someone says, and they say something like, and I really, I get the sense I need to do that. It's fucking my life up, but I'm just a bit apprehensive. Bang. That's the best place to be. Yeah. Because then when you then dive in a bit and you start being more aware, you realize that they're just thoughts. And you go, wow, I've always been a little bit unsure of going inside my mind and really exploring it more. And this isn't analysing either. I think people have this really interesting thing where they go, oh yeah, but I'm not, I don't need to be doing therapy. No. And analysis. That's fucking, that is so far from what mindfulness and Taoism and, and Buddhism stands for, of everything that we believe in this show. It's about presence. And by just simply being present with your mind, that is enough. Afterwards, we don't even need to talk about what you thought about. You know, oh, is it to do with my parents? Is it, you know, is it this? And oh, am I fucked up? Because you don't fucking know. I, I completely agree. Total nonsense. Some, of, need some of some of that industry makes it worse. Oh, because they are past futures, past future, past yeah, future, past you future. You need all that stuff. It's about it's happening uh, now. How do you get in the here and now? Yeah, in a way, and 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 that gives you a break from it anyway. It fucking does. And going back to the old thing, we suffer more in imagination than we do in reality. There you go. Most of the time. That's the quote. And I have to remind myself of that all the time. What if this happens? Like you say, with work. What if, what if, what this if that happens with I work? Know. Has it happened yet? No. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> and if it did, and it was really in your face, and it was there. You'll deal with it. you deal with it brilliantly. You'll, in fact, in some ways, be even happier than you thought when dealing with it. Because it may release... A, a huge level of shackle and pressure yeah. and weight that you didn't realise was there and you go, oh, good God. So, yeah, no, I no, I think it's... Um, we've really gone through the intro there, dude. It's a proper intro, that. Yeah, we've run out of time. We've, we've made our show about... But it was good to do that. I think we, 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 we talked a lot about the specifics of surfing, but actually the bit that really affects it the most is the mind. And I think that's really important to cover well, that in, the, in, in that intro. I think so as well. And again, it's not a new theme for us, is that we've both been for it and, and and you can apply this to any aspect of your life is that you won't get better at surfing until you are aware of what you where you are at mm. right and that applies to your mind and your body and you and, uh, and until you're ready 
yourself to look at yourself. Like, like, you know, I completely have lived this. Until your ego is ready to go, you know, and I have to confess, I am a, I'm, I'm usually quite an amenable student. I'm a kind of, I'm curious, learn. I always want to learn more. I'm not, I'm not somebody who's got this kind of hardened, nope, nope, not, no. can't learn anything. But still, I have to acknowledge that until I went, no, no, yeah, I call myself a surfer. Am I really surfing? And what, what, what does it matter if, if, if I'm not, and people see that I'm not that good or see that I'm not that, well, as soon as you accept that that might be the case and you don't care and you, you, you're doing that in order to improve, then then you can start walking the path of, re- of well, let's call it recovery, improvement, whatever you want. But it is the literal, like, get yourself naked in the mirror and look at all the, ba- you know, all the bits that you don't want to face, right? And that's there. And well, now let's start moving forward. Don't mm. pretend it's not, or it isn't, or you can't. Don't don't the the shield of uh, mind and ego and and lack of awareness um, will, will prevent you from exploring wonderful things and making great improvements. Um, but the only person that can start that start is yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's coming to the rescue other than you. Rescue yourself, you know, and then bring in people who will help you along along the way big time well said dude well bloody said segment number two bit of mindfulness talk about timing let's get that in so let's do a breath in through the nose breathe in and then breathe out and again take another breath in through your nose breathe in nice deep inhalation and then breathe out nice and slowly And again, let's breathe in through your nose. Breathe in. And breathe out of your mouth. One last breath. Really pay attention to what's around you in the present moment. Breathe in through your nose. And breathe out nice and slowly. Really good. Second number three, something I do want to mention on Mind Body Stoke things Liam and I've been doing with the mind and body to raise the stoke. What raised my stoke on my holiday was letting go of expectation and being kind to myself because I actually didn't want to get up for the Dorney on the third day, like I always do. Because I kind of just I had this slight kind of wake up moment where I had struggled for not the first surf, but a couple of days, just kind of, you know, a lot of offshore wind, you know, the crowds are there. It's pretty intense. There's long waits between sets and the sets that are coming in are still pretty massive, breaking real shallow. And I had a real good um, real good scare on the reef, I'll be honest. One where I almost hit my head pretty hard. That could have been a lot, lot worse. One where I did hit my body on the reef where the barrel went psycho on me and I got in a really bad place and I hit it hard. It was like being walloped. Um, by a car into my hip and I thought I'd really, really damaged it. Thankfully, it's only bruised. It's still bruised now. I can still feel it when I walk around. So a few wake-up calls too around the kind of high types of conditions, maybe the way I'm trying to surf, my ability, like a little, little things. And I'm so stoic when it comes to these things. I'm like, nah, right, you get up the next day, you face your fears, you go again. I've, that's been in me since of being a rugby player. When you play rugby like that and you play the position I played, it's like a real, like, thirst for, un- for for discomfort I've got a real joy for that mm. like give me that discomfort take me to that zone let's go there again and then I was like nah I, d- I think I just need to rest and it was nice and then I didn't do a Dorney again and it was actually I don't do Dornies anymore you don't do Dornies I know and it's this thing when I went when I and went, you feel better for admitting it I to know, yourself I know I know I mean I'm in recovery. I'm in. I'm in. Reco- I'm in. Dawny's anonymous. Unless you're in the look, that doesn't mean you say never. Ne- I'm no, never doing no, that. not never, never. But if you go, I, it's okay, I'm okay with the fact I'm not doing that. Totally. Four it, o'clock in the morning. If I happen to be awake yeah. and I'm full of energy and it's all okay, great. Yeah. But no, I didn't, and I then surfed more like mid morning and other times. It was a bit more crowded, but I had a really good time. Yeah. And it was great, and I surfed better. I felt more confident. I went on the mid length too. I came off the short, but went on to the mid-length and the mid-length went insanely well. So two big things for me. One, being a bit kinder to myself about just having more rest. 
that was huge. Um, and the second was riding an easier surfboard. I had more fun. Yeah. And so I think like if we're really going to push it one way or the other as surfers, where I'd encourage people is go down the fun road because I did perform better. And that's a whole conversation in itself, you know? I think I in, was any, doing better in any journey of learning, because it's a struggle sometimes and do, trying things and doing stuff. And like, if you, if you totally take out fun, it's got to be, oh, no. life is too serious I know, I know. to take it seriously. As we say. We got, totally it, we've got to be having a good time. It's the philosophy of the show, isn't it? Like, it, you yeah. know, when we come on term, it's like, are we still having a good time? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. You yeah. keep going. And if you don't mm. keep going, uh, and it's not fun, then, and you can apply that to surfing. You, it, it, that's why we said surf school happy is a place that you want to be because um, we can become like cynical old fuckers uh, with things. And surfing's the worst bit of your life to start applying that concept to because it's brilliant. It's far too good to <laughs> apply to that. Yeah. Seriously. Um, anything on mind, body, stoke? I think my body really, and it affects mind as well, is. You know, I felt strong for quite a while and I was getting some real improvements in fitness and I've got some sort of um, like goals I wanted to sort of achieve this, this year with certain like uh, paddles and swims and, and sea, sea events. And, um, you know, it, it makes you think it will never go away. And you're like, oh, does that mean I can't now do those things or am I going to, you know, am I going backwards? And definitely uh, I have to really give myself permission to not push through the pain sometimes. And, you know, so I'm trying to, instead of doing pulls and dips and all the things that I, I really enjoy and paddle fitness, and I'm, I'm really working legs and, you know, keeping that lower body kinetic chain sort of uh, healthy and, and as, as fit as possible because that's still loose and good. Um, and it's not, it's not stopped me doing anything, but it's, it's the feedback I'm getting is like, you know, just, just, just loosen, loosen the sort of, um, or have a rest really is what it is have, rest it yep. and mobilise it and put some red light on it and all that sort of thing and look at diet um, and it's a shame because overall like my body hacks so far in January have been good like the booze is down the food's good um, but always something is sent to challenge you right and it's a it reminder is. to not feel invincible a little bit just like a few months before Christmas although work stress was high my body was starting to feel strong and I was training and I was and um, now I'm just having to deal with a, oh, no, no, you are a, a pro, you are a 48-year-old bloke with, you know, a, that body is lived and you, you've got to just make sure you don't overdo it. And um, I think the acceptance of that will help the repair and the recovery as well. Big time, big time. And always trying new things, being open to new things. Um, dude, segment number four. Well, we've run through medium. and we've got a small little bit of battery left to just go go through it. Um, ben Gravy for me. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Ben Gravy. I think he's sort In of served some bigger, ben recently. B bigger stuff. Did you consume much on, on your trip? Surf media, not really. No, not, not not a huge amount. Although I did go into the surf shop that's there. There's there's the one real big one. Um, I can't remember the name of it. That would help, wouldn't it? But um, it was great being in there just chatting boards yeah. with the guys. They were really friendly staff. As long as you're not on their wave. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, an hour later, I'd see them in the line and go, oh, hey, Nacho. And he'd literally just ignore me or give me the middle finger. Um, that's the that's the nature. Isn't that funny? That's true yeah. though in surfing. Yeah. Once you're actually in the water, it's always a bit different yeah, when you're yeah, out of it. Yeah. But but that was really, really nice. The guys there were so accommodating. And just, just having surf shop owners really give you the time of day and listen to you and not just treat you like a kook. It's, it's nice that. Yes, yeah. I love that atmosphere yeah. that surf shops can create. Yeah. Um, that's not surf media, but it's no, I mean, surfish media. I, I've not, I've not done too much because I'm reading. I mean, that's like long form media. And um, thanks for everybody who sent book suggestions in as well. That's really cool. And I, I'm going to, uh, I, I want to read more. And obviously, I'm reading lots of stuff that isn't surf related. But the, 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 the other desire is to read some good surf literature as well. And and, and this Andy Martin book as well is a phenomenal insight into really that period cool. of time, mm. the the critical strength and power of those waves. I mean, it, it's like. It's 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 like reading about people who climb mountains. Mm. It's so removed from the surfing that we do every day. The the kind of the stories of Waimea and Pipe and uh, and Mavericks at the end. And you're like, holy shit, man! These are a bit like your experience out in in Tenerife. You know, waves of consequence. And um, it's 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 fascinating to read about the characters that take the, these things on and the battles between them. And 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 they are. Some of them, you know, if you read about Ken Bradshaw, 
Bradshaw. So far from like mindful surfing, it's uh, oh. but but so dialed into huge adrenaline filled like bravado macho kind of charging. It's it's an amazing sort of book to read, and and they're of that generation, you know, and uh, it's it's brilliant. I, I recommend it. I recommend it. It's it's a cool book. It's really cool. I've, I've read it before. It's brilliant. But guys. Thanks so much for having us. Nice to be back. In nice the sun- to be back. In the sunshine. In the sunshine. This is glorious, man. Yeah. It's like spring. Listen, bring on the waves. Welcome back, Will. Thank you, mate. And uh, we'll speak to you next time. Speak to you soon. Bye. Cheers.